in the game. Hey, and welcome to another edition of It's in the Game here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Monday, January 9th, 2017, here in New York City. As always, you can find the Cruise Control Podcast on both iTunes and SoundCloud.com. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. So we got some NBA talk here today, MVP stuff. NBA All-Star balloting, the first wave results uh, came in last week. Kyle Corver now is with the Cleveland Cavaliers. W- what do we make of the New York Knicks now? Uh, they are they were third in the Eastern Conference about two weeks ago. They're now 11th. Um, but let's get right to it. I did go on Twitter maybe about an hour ago, got some feedback on who people thought the current MVP of the NBA is and it came down to James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook, all four great talented NBA players, and all should be for consideration for the MVP. Um, obviously, LeBron can be the MVP every single year, he is that valuable to the Cleveland Cavaliers and that franchise. More than likely, they'll be in the NBA finals again against more than likely the Golden State Warriors for the third consecutive year. Uh, without him. Can the Cavaliers make the playoffs? I think they could with Kyrie, Kevin Love, and and, and those guys. But um, I think when we talk about MVP this year and the impact a player is having on their team, making other people better, uh, being the focal point of the offense, whether you're the the scorer, you're the point guard, you're the the defensive guy, um, and the majority of the votes – spoke for itself where James Harden uh, to a lot of people is the current NBA MVP. And there's no, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. And again, we're all, we're only, we're only in January. So we have, we got three more months to go, but right now as it stands, uh, a lot of people are going for James Harden. He's having an, an incredible uh, season so far. Uh, we know Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple double. Harden is right behind him with a double-double. Uh, I believe it's 20, 28 and 12 with eight rebounds. And the Rockets are 28 and 9, third in the Western Conference. Not many people had the Rockets in the maybe top seven, top eight. You know, with, with, with no Dwight, uh, Dwight Howard. Some other pieces are not there. James Harden is like, oh, he, he's the main focal point of the offense. Who does he have around him? And we're talking about a, a team that he has at 28-9 with Trevor Ariza, Ryan Anderson, uh, Nene, Patrick Beverly, Eric Gordon, Sam Deckard, Montrezel, Harrell, and Corey Brewer. And James Harden, of course. And that team right there is third in the Western Conference behind the Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs. So they're above the Clippers. They're above Utah. They're above Memphis. OKC, of course. So when you look at it, James Harden every single night is getting 30 plus, 40 plus, 10, uh, you know, 15 plus in assists. And you have Mike D'Antoni, a coach that comes from the Phoenix days, New York days, LA days, and having a point guard, they having a point guard in his system that can go up and down the court, get others involved, have three point shooters around the perimeter, and 
that's what they are. The, the Rockets are are basically a Phoenix like 2.0. And this guy James Harden has been taking this team night in night out and performing really well. Everybody's uh, uh healthy right now and to be third with that roster and with what he's been able to do night in night out knowing he's the main offensive focal point and he's getting other others involved um just shows that the 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 evolution of James Harden's game we, we we've known him to be a prolific scorer not so much great on defense um maybe a little selfish at times we're going back to last year and and years prior but now you can't really say that when he's averaging almost 12 assists a game and he's the he's their leading scorer and pro- probably in the top 3 in the team in in rebounding with with, with eight a game and you're doing this in the Western Conference behind Golden State and behind San Antonio that means your team with the Arizas and Ryan Andersons are right now better than the the Clippers. And we all had the Clippers like top four, top five in the Western Conference. We knew OKC was going to take a step back without Kevin Durant. Um, Memphis was just going to be doing what they do every year. Utah was going to improve. Uh, we thought Portland was going to be on that same level as last year, if not better. But they, they've taken a step back. And now even the eighth seed in the Western Conference is wide open with the Portlands and Denver and Sacramento and even the Lakers. So the West, once it gets to six, seven, eight, is wide open. But we're talking top three right now. The Rockets at twenty-eight nine as of January 9th. I mean, right now, again, we can all say LeBron is that valuable to the Cavaliers, and he is at twenty-six eight and twenty-six eight and eight. First in the Eastern Conference, they're more than likely will be in the NBA Finals. But without him, can they make the playoffs? I think with Kyrie and Kevin Love, yes. Without James Harden on the without James Harden on the Rockets, can the Rockets make the playoffs? And I don't think so. I don't think that can happen. Same thing with with Russell Westbrook, twenty one to sixteen. Uh, their record with seventh. In the Western Conference, 31, 10, and 11, averaging a triple-double, outstanding numbers. But can he keep on doing that every night? And yeah, if you look on top to bottom, you may see OKC with a better roster than Houston with Cantor and Steven Adams and Oladipo, of course, Westbrook. But you take him off that roster, is it the same as taking James Harden off of the Houston Rockets? Who would be a better team without their main star, OKC or the Rockets? I think OKC would be just a little, a, a little bit better, showing that the strength and value of James Harden to this Rockets team right now. If you ask me, I think James Harden has the edge over everybody. Again, LeBron could be MVP every single year, just, just like Michael Jordan could have been MVP every year when he was playing. And also, Kevin Durant. First in the Western Conference at 32 and six, averaging 26, five and eight, five and nine, not bad, not bad numbers. But if you're first in the East or Western Conference, you are going to get more consideration than you are when you're second, third, or fourth. So Kevin Durant has to be put up there, uh, just by going off the off uh, the top of the head. Maybe Curry's in 22, 23, 25 a game, but Kevin Durant. Is, is is a better offensive player now on Golden State. 
a better defensive player now on Golden State. And I think if you take him off, yeah, the Warriors can still make the playoffs. But we're talking can can if you take him off, can you win a championship without Kevin Durant? I don't think so. So you have James Harden, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant as your main MVP candidates. I think everybody would agree with that. So like at the underscore Kings underscore hand, Kevin Durant. Uh, at Pinno Street, James Harden, Dre Eastwood, Westbrook, The Real Console, Westbrook, Blackatologist, James Harden, Half Cholo, James Harden, Marcelo Lizana, James Harden, at Chapo Serato, James Harden, or, or, or Russell Westbrook, at Celebrate for underscore life, James Harden. And the Rockets are 19-2 and two since the month of December. So James Harden with the Arizas and the Beverlys and the Eric Gordons and Harrells and Kobe Brewers, 19-2 and two in the month of December. Or 19-2 and two is since the month of December. Um, Miss... Who else we got here? K-Dub, so solid, James Harden. At Husher underscore three, James Harden. Miss T-E-C-E-Y, James Harden. James Harden, equilibrium, at equilibrium, James Harden. So we also have Louis Corzulo, 31, 11, and 10 for the guy named Russell Westbrook. At Just Be Real 2, James the Beard Harden. At T-Mill 2, James Harden. Um, who else we got here? A cool out one, James Westbrook or Russell Harden. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I mean, at Kev underscore MH, James Harden. So a lot of these guys are going to be in that consideration throughout the remainder of the year. I don't think anybody else is going to sprout out new and all of a sudden be uh, in, in consideration for the MVP. I think right now it's down to really hard and, and, and Russell Westbrook. Um, again, LeBron can be MVP every single, every single year, but I think he'll rather be in the NBA finals, winning a fourth championship and winning the NBA finals MVP. I think he'll, I mean, I know he'll settle for that. So it'll be very interesting to see where Harden and Westbrook go in the next few months, as far as their team's record is concerned. Um, like I said, Harden is third right now. Westbrook is seventh. We do have the Utahs and the, these new teams coming up. Can they overlap OKC? Can Russell Westbrook continue to to have a triple-double every night to keep his team in contention just to win a game? Can James Harden continue 28-12-8 for a 28-9 Houston Rockets team that nobody thought was going to be this good? With this type, with this kind of record, and Mike D'Antoni changing the whole philosophy and environment within the Houston Rockets, and him winning Coach of the Year, uh, I'm sorry, Coach of the Coach of the Month for for December. And right now, if you want to go there, Coach of the Year, it might, it, Mike D'Antoni has to be up there. We know Steve Kerr does a great job. Greg Pop is always up there. Great job. Uh, Tyron Lue could be up there because this is now his first full year in coaching the, the the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, but right now, Mike D'Antoni, who, who's second in the Eastern Conference? The Toronto Raptors? 
Dwayne Casey, you know, didn't he get it last year or year before that with uh, uh, Mike Budenhoser? No, Budenhoser got it two years ago. Um, Not too sure who got it last year. But, you know, Mike D'Antoni being out the league for a little bit, coming back, taking over the Rockets, having them 28-9, I think it's a better record than what they had last year. So right now, today, James Harden is the leader uh, any MVP uh, consideration. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z, iTunes, SoundCloud for the Cruise Control Cruise Control Podcast. Um, and by the way, James Harden has had f- multiple 40-point triple-doubles in the season, along with Jordan and uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, we had the, uh, the first wave of, of all-star voting. I don't know if you saw that, but Zaza Pachulia is second in front court in the Western Conference. I don't know what's going on with that with that all-star balloting. But if you haven't seen it or don't know about it, if the all-star balloting for starters closed today. The West will have Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, James Harden, Zaza Pachulia, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. And many are wondering, where is DeMarcus Cousins? Where is Anthony Davis? Where's Draymond Green? Where's Westbrook? Uh, I, I, I'm sure that the next wave of results are going to look a lot different. For over 480,000 people voted for Zaza Pachulia, and I have no idea why. Um, but hopefully that'll all shake up to an Ann Davis, to a DeMarcus Cousins, Draymond Green, uh, climbs up, Clay Thompson climbs up in the the voting, Lillard and, and you know Westbrook, um, in the Eastern Conference, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo had to slow that down so I can pronounce it correctly. Kevin Love, Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving. I, I knew Dwayne Wade would be up there because of him going to Chicago. It's it's the it's the it's the voting. It's the fans. They want to see that. Kyrie, yes. Um, and me being a Knicks fan, if you want to know where Melo and Porzingis are at, Melo is fifth, Porzingis is seventh. So, you know, if you're a Knicks fan and want to see Melo or KP um, in the All-Star game, you got to go out there and vote. I know Melo is not having, like, the end, uh, the All-Star caliber type of year, but if you want someone to represent the Knicks in New Orleans, go out there and vote. Melo, KP, they're both averaging over 20 points a game. Uh, KP did miss a couple games due to injury, which is why the Knicks recently lost six games in a row before they beat the the, the Bucks in Milwaukee on Friday, but then they lost to Indiana on Saturday. So it's it's been up and down. I might as well transition to to New York. It's been up and down. Um, you know, it just got to figure it. I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's the coach. I don't think it's Jeff Hornacek. I think it's you know the players have to come there to play every every single um every single day every single night, uh fully prepared and regardless if it's Indiana, Milwaukee, San Antonio, Clippers, Golden State, you go, you got to go out there and play one hundred percent. I know KP missed a couple games with the uh, uh, Achilles injury, so we'll see how you know how stable he can be with the injury and not having to miss more time. Uh, they play well in Milwaukee against the Bucks uh, in that win on the road. Uh, but then they they drop a bomb 
you know, against Indiana. I know tonight they, they play the Pelicans. So, again, if you look at the schedule, it's a game that they should win. But then again, they lost to the Pelicans in New Orleans maybe like a, like last week. So, uh, you know, should the Knicks be beating beating these teams? When you have Melo and Derrick Rose and Noah and Jennings and Porzingis on paper with talent, yeah, you, you know, you should. But the Bucks are, are better than last uh, last year. The Pelicans, they got Drew Holiday back, so they, they're trying to make some strides in, in uh, the Western Conference. Indiana was a, a team that we all thought was going to be bigger and better and maybe challenge the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference with getting Thaddeus Young and Al Jefferson and Jeff Teague, and they haven't played well. But still, on paper, with talent, they're pretty good, along with Paul George, who's a perennial all-star. Um, so, again, a back-to-back Indiana playing against a team that is trying to find themselves in the Eastern Conference. Um, but for me, the Knicks, I, I said – in the beginning, that they should make the playoffs. Uh, they did improve the roster. New coach, new system, not really relying on the triangle as as often. But you are going to have some games where you feel like they should win and they don't come out to play or they're always down by 15, 20 points in the first half. They rarely come out up 15, up 20, you know, with with their foot on, on the gas pedal. They're always playing from behind. Um like I said, Melo is not having the, uh, the the all-star caliber year, but still gets 20 points a game. Um, just remains to be seen how this team plays out for the remainder of the year. Right now, like I said, they're they're 11th. They, they, they were just third in the Eastern Conference like two weeks ago, and now they're 11th. They lost six in a row before winning in Milwaukee last week. Now they're 17-20. and 20. So right now they're under under 500. They had a little stretch where they were above 500. Had that had that losing streak. 17 and 20 in the East does not sound that bad because there are some other teams that 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 made the playoffs or were supposed to be in the playoffs, not doing good. Like Indiana, Washington is climbing up. Um, you have your perennials like Cleveland, Toronto, um, Boston, Charlotte's playing well, Atlanta is playing a lot better, even though they, they just traded Cal Corver to the Cleveland Cavaliers, which took everybody by surprise because it's like, why would the, why would the Hawks help the Cavaliers? And it's not like LeBron needed one more shooter. We know G.R. Smith is out with the injury. So they needed a shooter. And who, who, and who did they get? They get the possibly the best shooter in the NBA. And that's Cal Corver. And now Kyle Corver's job is going to be a lot easier with Cleveland because in Atlanta, he had to go off, to, off, you know, run around screens, get open. And there's no LeBron on that roster. There's no Kyrie. There's no K-Love. So now all the all the LeBron has to do is find Kyle Corver wide open in the corner, get double team. Corver's open for a three-point shot. There you go. Him, Channing Frye, when JR comes back, Kyrie, Kevin Love, all three-point shooters. You get rid of Mike Dunleavy, who wasn't providing with you with, with anything for the team. He may not even stay in Atlanta. He might get a buyout. So now with everything shaping up, you know, again, we're only in January, but you look if you're looking at playoff time and finals, the Cavs are they're looking they're, they're looking at June. 
they're looking at the, what the Warriors are doing, and, and I don't think the Warriors will stay put. I think they might make a minor move or a minor tweak at the All-Star break, um, seeing what seeing what the Cavaliers pulled off. And again, we know Cal Corver is in his mid-30s, but it's still a guy that can provide scoring. He, he, he was just an All-Star two years ago with the Atlanta Hawks. Can get 15, 18 a game just by standing outside of the, the three-point shot. Can't create off the dribble. You know, I think that's... Um, more beneficial than you know, Shani Fry's a guy that just stands out, stands out there and just waits for the pass and takes a shot. Kyle Corbett can like do the pump fake, put the ball on the floor, take a couple dribbles, and wind up taking a two. So he's a guy that can do a little, you know, more than one thing. Maybe not great defensively, but now a guy, another guy that's gonna that's gonna spread the floor out for LeBron when he when he's double team. Boom, Corbett's open when Kyrie is double team. Corbett is open when Kevin Love. Is uh is double team, Corvus going to be open? So I I mean, as an NBA fan, I like the move. I think Cleveland with this is just going to put them again over the hump, um, in, in order to repeat as champions. If everybody remains healthy, Jr. comes back healthy, then you got then you got to find the time for Corver. I think right now Corver will probably start, um, until Jr. comes back. So. I mean, I, I that team is the team is loaded. LeBron, Love, uh, Kyrie, Fry, Jefferson, Thompson. Uh, but like LeBron said, they do need a backup point guard. And I think if they did, if they get a solid backup point guard, then it, it's, it's it's just going to be an easy cakewalk to the NBA Finals for the Cavaliers. If they get, uh, if they get like a Rondo or Mario Chalmers. Or somebody else that can just be efficient for 15, 20 minutes, giving Kyrie Irving some some valuable rest um, on the bench, then this team can go not only go all the way, but they can they can repeat as champions. I think the Warriors got to make one more move. Um, getting Kevin Durant was great, and but maybe an, a a big. They got to get one more big because Zaza is decent. David West hasn't been providing you with a lot. So remains to be seen on what the Warriors do. Do the Warriors stay how they are come uh, trade deadline? And if, if they do, then that shows a lot of confidence from Steve Kerr and the, and the organization above that they're pretty, they're pretty um, talented and good enough to go and not only make the playoffs, but battle the Cavaliers in the NBA Finals. And last year, the Warriors were up 3-1. We all know that. Uh, game 7 on their home court. And Kevin Durant could be the big difference of them losing it or them winning a championship this year. But I think they, they, they got to go out there and get a big. I don't know who would be available. I have no idea whether the guys in the league, out the league, just get somebody. And yeah, they got yeah. Zaza McGee and David West. Yeah, they're all big and everything, but maybe a guy that can really provide you some offense, some good defense. And I mean, last year, last year Andrew Bogut was providing you not offense, but he he provided you with that defense. Maurice Spates provided you with with another offensive guy all off the bench, a guy that can back you down, make a couple 15, 18 foot jump shots. He can now make a three point shot, so you lose that. So, 
I like what the Cavaliers did in getting Kyle Corver. And I'm very interested in seeing what the Warriors do. Do they and, and everybody's gonna be like, well, if they if they make a move, that's just an answer to the Cavaliers. They're only doing that because of what the Cavaliers did. And I think everybody should make a move. If they if they if they want to compete and not just be, oh, this this is only a Cavaliers Warriors league right now, then other teams gotta step up and make a move. I, I don't know what I don't know what Toronto's gonna do. Are, are they gonna be in the conference finals again and lose to Cleveland? Is San Antonio gonna be in, in a, the second round conference finals and lose again to the Warriors? What are the Clippers going to do if they don't get it done? What happens to Chris Paul, Blake Griffin? They're gonna be free agents. So a lot of a lot of these moves can really affect what goes on next year. Because if a lot of teams don't get it done, then you might see Chris Paul leave, Blake Griffin leave. We don't know what's going on with San Antonio. They have a nice young core roster with Leonard and, and Aldridge and, and, and those guys. But whatever LeBron wants, he's going to get. He wants a shooter. He got Kyle Korver. He wants a point guard now. Don't be surprised if Chicago lets go of Rajon Rondo. Or Mario Thomas comes back from the ACL injury and plays backup point guard uh, for Kyrie Irving and the Cavaliers. So uh, I think Corver would be a valuable addition. I think it's gonna just it's, it's just gonna spread the, the the floor open so so much that now LeBron doesn't have to play 35, 40 minutes a game. I don't think he's doing that now. He's probably at thirty. Everybody else is providing their offensive talent to the table where LeBron is not like I said LeBron averaging 26 a game he's not averaging 30 a game anymore and he he, he doesn't have to Kyrie is taking over the the, the last possession of, of a game the game winning um, possessions he's getting he's getting those big time shots LeBron wants Kyrie to you know take over now but, but when it's crunch time when it's that go-to time, don't be surprised if, if if LeBron says, Kyrie, listen, I got this from now on. Cavaliers, Warriors, finals again, part three. I think I think we do get that. I don't think that there's, there's any teams out there that can stop the Warriors, that can stop the Cavaliers, especially in the Eastern Conference. Teams might win a game or two in their playoff rounds, Boston, Toronto, uh, maybe San Antonio, Clippers or the Rockets against the Warriors in the, in, the, in the playoffs. They might get a game or two, but uh, we uh, don't be surprised. And don't be angry if you get Cleveland and the Warriors again in the NBA Finals. So um, that pretty much wraps it up. It's in the game here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Sorry if I went long-winded. Uh, just had to get a lot of information out there. MVP stuff, all-star voting, the Knicks, Cleveland with their move to get Kyle Korver. Uh, should be back next week. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. You got any questions or whatever feedback, hit me up on Twitter. Again, Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And it'd be very thankful. I, I, well, I'll be very thankful and grateful if you uh, sign up and download the podcast on both iTunes and SoundCloud.com. Thanks again, and I'll catch up with you soon.